Hey there, this is Harriet. And a couple of days ago, I was sitting in my car and I was thinking about how blessed I am and and was to be able to make it to 2021. I couldn't help but reflect on all of the obstacles and and, uh, things that were thrown my way that could have easily taken me out. They could have easily knocked me off of my feet to the point where I, I can't even or couldn't speak with you today on this podcast. And all of that uh, learning and, and, and uh, on that journey of growth and that journey of isolation and rejection, uh, I learned the value in knowing who you are and whose you are. So many times when you go through things as a woman, you think that you're going to remain in it forever. You, you, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because you're still nursing wounds. You're still right when you try to take care of one cut, there's another cut. And so everywhere I turned, I was just com- continuing to get these little razor cuts you know, there wasn't a death by one stab. There were just a bunch of little bitty cuts by the same people. And, um, and, I, and I realized that in order for me to be able to come out, I had the voice within me had to be louder than the voices around me. Some of you may be in the same predicament. You may be at a place where you're trying to, to figure out what it is you were created to do in this life, where you're trying to figure out where to go if that job is the right job or if that career is the right fit for you. Or maybe you want to change a career or maybe it's not even your career. It's just the income. You want more income. You want to upgrade your life. You want to upgrade the type of people that you engage with. You want to go to a church where you're actually getting fed. You want you want to be able to lose some weight. You want to be positive in your thinking. You just want to upgrade your life because you know that God has more for you. But because of what you're dealing with, you don't really have the energy or the faith to believe that you can get it. And that's where I was. And, and, and I remember ruminating over the things that had happened to me over that course of, I don't know, over 10 years. And if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear me talk about the emotional abuse. You'll hear me talk about uh, the rejection that I dealt with from some of my sister-in-laws. And you will hear the pain that I went through and you'll get an idea of what it was like for me uh, in that moment of despair. But what I realized was that I was a lot stronger than I thought I was. God had equipped me with everything that I needed to be able to face my giants. And that's exactly what I did. The voice within me was positive. The voice within me knew that I could do better. The voice within me knew that God had gifted me to be able to help other women just as he was able to help me get through what I did. I learned and I became better and I became stronger and I unlocked the, that, that level of, of, of faith. See, I always thought that I was a praying person. You know, I said my prayers every night, much like some of you and 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 I would go to church most of the time. And and and, and I didn't try to do anything to hurt anybody purposely. And, and I thought that I was a good Christian. 
But it wasn't until I started going through these razor cuts. And when I say razor cuts, I mean people who don't need a reason, but they hate you. People who are close to you, who do things that strangers are supposed to do to you, but they don't. But the abuse, the hatefulness, the cruelty, the rejection, the isolation, all of this stuff sometimes can come through the people that are the closest to you. And that's what I went through. And that's why I call it razor cuts. Because it's, it doesn't cut deep enough to hurt you. But if you get enough of the cuts, they start to sting. They start to slow you down because you got to nurse those cuts. And so what I want to say to you ladies is that you can't afford to be weak out here. You can't afford to give the devil another chance. And what I mean by that, you know, I, I hear a lot of people put pressure on folks and they say, you know what? You need to forgive her or you need to forgive him. That's true. You do need to forgive. You do need to forgive. Part of your healing is tied to your ability to do just that. That's to forgive. But forgiveness does not mean that you give the same people who have not seeked atonement from you the permission to come back into your life and finish you off. That's where common sense comes into play. You know, when the church and in the Christian community, we like to put pressure on people, especially in families, especially with in-law relationships. We love to put pressure on folks. Well, you know, they family or well, you know, they go to church with us. You know how church folks are. Yeah, but you know what? I'm at a place in my life. Give me a little bit more Christians and a, and a few less church folks. Give me a few more family, people that love me versus just folks that's related to me by blood or by marriage. Give me some people that love God and, 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 and I can, you know, I can go from there. I had gotten to a place in my life where I was tired. I was tired. I didn't even know why I was so physically tired, but it was because I was emotionally and spiritually tapped out. And some of you are there. Some of you are there right now and you don't even realize it. You know, especially as it gets close to the holidays, you know, this is where the family folks that don't know how to act and don't know how to treat you start looking for invitations. And you know, one thing about me, and I'm so proud that I have this 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 standard within me. First of all, I try to govern myself in such a way that I don't offend people. But just because you don't offend or hurt people doesn't mean that they're going to accept you or even like you. Ladies, I want you to hear this from me. I've gone through it. I've experienced it. I've experienced it. I have the T-shirt, the mug and the ink pen. People don't need a reason to dislike you. And you've got to learn how to accept it and maneuver through it. You can't ruminate over it. You can't get upset about it. You can't get mad. You can't try to get even. You can't seek revenge, any of that stuff. You've got to accept it like you do probably a room in your house that you need to clean up, but you're not going to clean it up. So you're just okay with it being like that. That's how you have to look at people and situations in your life that probably will never change. You learn how to maneuver through it. You learn how to maneuver past that room that needs to be cleaned up in your house. You just pull the door to pull up the door and not worry about it. So, ladies, I want you to understand that you have the power to choose what you listen to when it comes to dealing with people that are difficult to deal with. The voice within you has to be louder 
or you will fall into a depression or you'll start having anxiety because you'll start believing the lies that people tell you about how they feel about themselves and try to convince you that you're the problem. See, a lot of you guys are walking around here questioning, well, what's wrong with me? Why don't they like me? Why are they treating me like this? You'll never find the answer because the problem is not with you. The problem is within them. And you have to know that and be able to move on with your life so that you can grow, so that you can make progress, so that you can build wealth, so that you can get closer to God, so that you can enjoy the time that you have on this earth because you can waste your life with the wrong people. You can waste your life with people that no matter what you do, no matter what, they're never going to be happy with you because they don't love God and they don't love themselves. They don't even spend time with God. So they're not going to know how to love someone that's God sent. You've got to understand that, ladies. So what I want to say to you as you go into the holiday season, have some standards about how you uh, who you allow to come into your space during the holidays. You know, choose to surround yourself with people who really love you and create an environment of peace, love, joy and positivity. You know, sometimes we can't control the people that we're around, but we can we can control how much time we choose to spend with those people when they are present. So, ladies, I want to encourage you to start praying now. As you go into the holiday season of Thanksgiving, I want you to remember all of the things that God has done for you. And, you know, the the, the strangest thing, Thanksgiving is every day for Christians. We don't need a holiday to show gratitude or be thankful for our creator and to him. Thanksgiving is is every day for us. But particularly during the month of November. We celebrate what all we're thankful for. We get to spend time with people that sometimes now, because sometimes you got some people that you really don't want to spend time with and they're just there. So those of you who have those, you know, I'm asking that you are able to pray and ask God to give you the grace because the holidays can bring on a lot of anxiety for people who have to entertain folks that don't like you. But you have to do it because some kind of way they're connected to either you or your spouse. I've been there, done that. I understand. But God has given you the grace to be able to do it. God has already equipped you to be able to see with spiritual eyes so that you can have the compassion To show love even when it's difficult. That's how you know that you're growing spiritually. When you can you can be the opposite of what's being you can give the opposite of what's being given and shown to you. And, you know, sometimes I would feel like I'd say, you know what? I'm just a fool. I'm a big fool. Because I continue to be loving and kind to these people. And they're just getting away with doing whatever it is they're doing, slandering me, lying, making jokes, humiliating me. But ladies, I want you to know that nobody gets away from God. The Lord will 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 place those abusive and hateful and cruel people under your feet. And you'll be able to move on through life and thrive. So there's no need for you to worry. 
because God has your back. He's on your side. He sits high and he looks low and he see everything. And we are in a season right now where God is exposing every cruel and evil thing that's done by the wicked. He is exposing it and he is passing. He is bringing judgment to these people. And, and some of them don't even realize why things are falling apart in their lives. They can't connect their behavior and disobedience to their lack. There are a lot of people this year who, who can't seem to find a good job. And it's not because there, there are no good jobs out there. But sometimes willful sin will rob you of a good opportunity. Willful sin, willful sin, insecurities, hatefulness, generational mess. All of this stuff can prevent you from having healthy relationships with people who could possibly bless you and bless your life. So you've got to evaluate yourself. Ask God to show you you. Lord, show me me. And see, I've had a lot of pressure placed on me in seasons of my life. Where I was forced to deal with people, rotten people, people who were just not good people to deal with. And it wasn't until I got down on my knees and I prayed to God and I asked him to deliver me from it. And to give me the wisdom to know how to maneuver through those relationships that I was able to have peace. Sometimes for your peace, you've got to say no to some people and other people may not even understand it. You know, the family, sometimes family members don't understand why you don't in invite Uncle Joe to Thanksgiving dinner. The family may not understand why you don't invite Auntie Nadine to the house for Thanksgiving. They may look at you and, and get angry with you and say, how could you? This is family. And that is that behavior that enables that abusiveness, that hatefulness, that cruelness toward you. Because what I see is when, when people say that to me, they're saying, we don't care how these people treat you. They're entitled to your life. They're entitled to you. They're entitled to be around because they're related to your spouse. They're related to you. But ladies, you've got to use your common sense. You've got to go to God in prayer, in prayer. And you've got to operate with wisdom when it comes to deciding who you spend your time with and how you spend that time with these people. Because that that is what affects your level of peace. I will lose an argument so that I can have peace. I will. I will be silent for a long time. So that I can have peace. I will. Go to another place so that I can have peace. I will disassociate myself from people, groups of people, communities of people so that I can have peace. That's how much my peace means to me. And, and, and the more peace that you, you, you have, it becomes a bit addictive, y'all. It really does. One thing that this pandemic did, it gave me an opportunity to really spend time with myself. 
And when, and I started treating myself really well. I was drinking a bunch of water. I was walking and exercising and, and I started, um, eating more salads like I like to eat. And, and I started surrounding myself with positive people, having great conversations. I was able to build a successful business. My husband and I, we were able to travel to some places we've always wanted to go. Yes, y'all during the pandemic. And we really cultivated and curated a little haven within our home. And it's so nice and peaceful because when you start treating yourself well, you know when other people are not treating you well. You don't want to be around them. So ladies, what I want you to remember from this podcast is the the benefit and the advantage of detaching from people, places, and things that don't bring you peace. It takes courage and discipline as well as wisdom to to know how and when to detach. Healthy detachment is necessary for you to have peace and to thrive in your life. Whether it's from an addiction to a guy that's just no good for you. Some guys can be good guys, but they're no good for you because that's not what God really wants for you. And the longer you're with that guy, you're able to see, oh my goodness. Be thankful that God has showed you what you need to see before you married him and, and have the courage And enough self-love to detach before it's too late. There are some people that's related to you that's not good for you. You've got to have the courage to detach from those relationships. Don't let those cliches on television about family have you in a psychiatric hospital. And, and, and I'm all about improving your mental health and getting the help that you need. But a lot of women are suffering needlessly because they're unwilling to detach from blood relatives. You got to learn how to detach from broken in-law relationships. If there are people within your in-law relationship that brings you grief, that, that harm you emotionally, mentally, that gaslight you, they're narcissists, malignant narcissists. You've got to learn how to detach. And you've got to be very clear about your boundaries once you detach. And not allow the devil to seduce you into willful sin. Because that's what happens when you keep the wrong people in your life too long. You'll start forgetting who you are and who you belong to. And that's Jesus Christ. This is so important because a lot of times it's hard to have these kind of conversations. Guys, there are Christian counselors out here that can help you when you can't seem to get away or detach from things that are still in your peace. You can lay down in your bed, but when you're detached to the wrong thing, you can't even sleep at night. There's no rest. 
And, and because these people who are toxic don't have any love in their heart, they don't have any peace. They don't, they're not getting the psychiatric help that they need if they need it. They would, they would shred your life into pieces because you are giving them access to you and you know that they don't need to have that access to you. Everybody does not deserve access to you because everybody can't handle good things. I know that sounds weird, but it's so true. Sometimes people will be more accepting of something that's toxic, something that's that's just out of order, something that's wrong. It's upside down, the world that we live in. The world will be more embracing of what's wrong over what's right. And, and you may have people in your life like that. You may have people in your in-law relationship like that. You may have people in your blood relative family relationships like that. And you've got to detach so that you can move on because everybody can't go with you. Everybody can't come to your house for the holidays. You can love them. You can send them a card. If you desire, you can send them a Christmas card. You can remember the children if you like. But sometimes you have to detach all the way so that you can preserve your peace. And you can't base it on other people because everybody, when you, when you get away from something that's toxic, people can't understand it, especially if they allow uh, people to come and, and, and tear up their lives, ruin their lives. They're not going to understand your boundaries if they don't have any. So, ladies, I want to encourage you to stay with God. And, and, and as we go into the holiday season, remember what the holidays are really all about. It's about just love. It's not about what you have or what, you, what you're going to, going to buy. It's, it's not about uh, any of that. It's about being thankful for everything that God has done and trusting him for what he is going to do in the future for you. God bless you, and I hope this podcast helps.